Hello good people and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name's Justin. And my name's Tyler. And we are your hosts for today. Today we are sponsored by Oxford Gamers Den. More about them later. So, I want to talk to you about something. Alright, let's talk. I want to get into... Why no cooperative games? Cooperative games? Well... Yeah, yeah why, why no two-player games? You know, we have technology, but why the hell aren't there co-op games? Honestly, back in the day, split-screen was the shit. Um... I don't know why they're doing less and less of it. Seems like most of the world's on the internet, but even if you're on the internet, you can still do co-op or why not still have a split screen every once in a while. Favorite split screen game? My favorite split screen game? Uh, would have to be Army of Two. That, that game was amazing. It was delightful. The cooperative was very immersive. You generally had to work together or you're not going to get the objective done. It was not, it was like the the interactions that you had to do were very much made for you and your partner and not just you on your own just booking it. Right. I'm going to put a, a, a real big throwback in there. The 007 game, what one was it? Was it Goldeneye? It oh, was, or another double a cooperative was, on PS2? It was PS2 split screen. You could either face each other or there was another one where you could still do split screen, but you were doing co-op. But that game, I remember not being able to put it down. I'm going to look that up right now, actually. Let, let's let's see that title. Let's see that title. It was 007, and it was a PS2. I think we used to play that back in the day, too. Oh, I know we played it back in the day. Oh, we'd screw around so much. Let's see. We have um, James Bond. We have the 007 everything. Was it this one? You would probably know the, the look of the image a lot better than me. Let's see. Because you, you own the game. I didn't have a... I never owned a PS2. I have went from PS1 straight to Xbox 360. So how does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> Back... Back in the day, couldn't afford to build a gaming computer. First console was a Nintendo 64, but the PS2 came out, and it was like complete game changer. Way better than anything else. I don't think this one's it. Oh, it's $1.95. Oh, gosh. <laughs> $1.95, everyone. That's what PS2's worth yes, now. this is it. What's it uh, yeah, James Bond everything? Nope. No? Agent Under Fire. Agent Under Fire, man, it's I been a while. Say, I want to say that's that's one of the ones we played. That was that was the split screen one where you could just go for uh, fifteen, twenty. I don't I don't remember the time frames, but you give yourself a time frame, and whoever got the most kills first, or whoever was the last one alive, you just kept on killing each other and over and over, just like Call of Duty. But it was so much more fun because you got all the James Bond weapons and all the crazy other stuff jetpacks and everything but now you just there's no split screen games anymore no i i think the most recent that at least i remember because there's like either party plays or the the last split screen game that i seen was at least that i was interested in was battlefront 2 Mm -hmm. and that was kind of such garbage to the original 
in the beginning. Now they have so many updates that I'm generally excited. If you're going to judge me on that, by the way, because I know that game has so much, like, backlash because of the loot boxes, you know what? Whatever, okay? You're a nice guy. I like you. Eat a salad. You know, get a job. Don't worry about it. Get educated. Those are my offensive, you know, statements to you. <laughs> Another good one, and we played this one on a Xbox 360. This was back in the day when you got your first console. Um, it was, it was it Call of Duty Three? Modern Warfare the, Two, actually. The, no, it was the only one where you could drive the vehicles. Right? Oh yeah, but that was a multiplayer. That was a multiplayer. That was. But we played it split screen. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. I liked multiplayer split screens, but after a while, it get, it got kind of dull. And the reason being, not because it wasn't fun. Because we would screw around so much in that game. Oh, the, most <laughs> most of the match would be because I sucked at shooting. That first-person shooters are not my game. So I would just grab a truck and fucking run you over. Yeah, you would <laughs> run me over, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, jeez. But then it, it made it fun because then it was just me trying to kill you off the vehicle before mm. you ran me the freak over. <laughs> back, back in the day, those kind of games were my favorite Those games. were a blast. Because the, the reason is, now you log on to a game. One of the bigger games that's out right now is, what, what Fortnite? Oh, um, oh, I don't think anymore. It's Minecraft now. <laughs> I don't know what Minecraft, it is. actually, the game that you liked for such a long time, and I didn't like. But I, I didn't care for it. I didn't hate it, okay? <laughs> They're getting more and more mini-games. Yeah. Which those are... Like if, those multiplayer mini-games? If you're trying to pass the time, you'll you'll forget about a few hours in no time. It'll just disappear, and you'll be like, what did I do with my day? Yeah, Minecraft took it. I know. I you, Like I said, I was not a supporter of Minecraft way back in the day. Because I was like, the game has crap graphics. Why would I want to play a Minecraft. game? It's Minecraft. It's supposed but to be But then crap as I got older, okay, and the old man that I am, 22, <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in my – no. Oh, so as I got older, I was just like, this is this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, you guys realize I, that we're talking about I bought back the game. in the day. But <laughs> I, we're talking about technology here. It moves too fast. Yeah, it well, way too fast. I I'm I already got an Xbox One S, and then there's X, and now there's Scarlet Johansson or Scorpio, whatever the hell that console's called. I don't know. But back to the subject. Yeah. You know you're 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 talking about playing online games now, and it's it's always fun playing online with your friends. But the thing that I hate the most is the competitive scenario of it and how angry people get back in the day when we had the ps2 on the basement floor hooked into our piece of shit crt tv we were just generally having fun yeah kill each other didn't argue didn't get mad didn't throw controllers across the room just had fun and laughed our asses off like all the time now i don't even play i don't play gta i don't play fortnite um what what's the other one? There's a there's a quite a bit of big games now. Um, well, they all do the same. Call thing. Duty, like you, Call you Duty. Put Fifty people on a server, and the objective is to kill everyone as fast as you can. Yeah, that's can, that's the kind of game. Can games. we talk about the franchises with Call of Duty? Like it went from way left field, man. Like it went from okay, there's Call of Duty Black Ops, and then it jumped to. Advanced Warfare, which then changed the face of Call of Duty. And then they're like, you know what? We want jetpacks and running across the ceiling. And you're like, what? 
And you had to be so quick in your reaction times. And, and it's like you injected everyone with ADHD mm-hmm. because then everyone has these like these multiple senses. They had a sixth cent for video games. They're like, oh, he's coming around the left corner. Papa. And, and, and all, that's, like, oh. all that stuff is cool because back in the day when we played the 007 game, that was our favorite game because once you got so many shots or so many kills, you could get a, a jet pack and you could jump from side to side of the map. Or you could get um, a rocket launcher that has like way more powerful shot, so you could kill your other opponent super easy. But that's because you did so much in a game. But now, it's like you're playing with a bunch of kids that just get too mad, and they take the fun out of it. So when you're in Call of Duty, is one of the biggest ones. Fortnite's if you want to talk about a bunch of angry teenagers that can't just have fun playing a game, they would rather just say, oh, I'm going to murder your family, or they just break down and cry because you killed them too many times. Like, come on, guys. It's it's for having fun. It's not for ruining your life. But that's the thing is now everyone's good at video games. Before I remember, it was like being an average player was like, that was good. That was good. And if you're good at a game, you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Now it's like everyone's good. In order for me... To win at even now the remastered version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, to be exact. Okay. <laughs> Don't shoot me. Well, um, if but you, If you want to go back in to the order, Nintendo Wii days, yeah, but I can tell you how much of a shit player Justin was. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's like, you know, now when I go back to that, it's everyone was just so quick. So fast. Like, it, it was so fast-paced that I didn't even enjoy myself. Because mm-hmm. everyone's good. And it's like, I, I'm not trying to say that I'm a sore loser by not being good. I don't care. I'm an average player. I generally play the game for having fun, but I don't feel that people are playing games to have fun. And now it's, you know, and then what happened to this rage culture that happened like maybe a year or two years ago where it became so popular to be angry at a video game or break your console. I generally think that was the dumbest trend that we've ever had mm-hmm. in regards. For sure. It, it was stupid. It was dumb. And now, because of that, I, I think to an extent, now you got, like, the media portraying you as, like, oh, yeah, violent video games are the cause of gun violence. No, no, everyone's yeah. a nerd, okay? I can get angry and scream in a mic, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to go over there and genuinely murder you. <laughs> if you're going to tell me back in the Atari days when all someone had was a stupid ball that could bounce across the screen... Then how did they turn out to be raging and shoot up schools or murder someone because they're in a gang? That that can't be because of the video game. I mean, yeah, you can't it, play. What what's that game called where you bounce the ball back and forth? Oh, uh, I think that's uh, ping, is that ping pong or oh gosh? No, ping pong's like the actual table game. That's not a video game. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> um, but but anyway, it, we still had that violence before this stuff was even here, and then okay. Maybe when Call of Duty came out and, like, it showed you that you can point a gun at someone and kill something, maybe I can see a teenager getting too mad and taking something too far and possibly thinking about it. But, but it's all the same go, stuff that's all happened before. It's wouldn't that go to, like, games. parenting? I, I would think that would go into parenting. Like, first off, how is a 12-year-old going to get a gun? And second off, like... Why are you keeping a gun in your home that's at least... I get having an easy-to-access gun to protect yourself, but if you're going to have an easy-to-access gun to protect yourself, 
at least don't let your child know where it's at. <laughs> yeah. We're we're not going to get into parenting. That's not what we're here for. Yeah, um, no, we're the, just the, the main focus of this conversation is we're gamers and we game to have fun. We don't game to compete. I know there's competitions out there for gaming, but we game to have fun and when we log into a server to play a certain game and when you have the most kills on that server and all of a sudden everyone else is mad at you just because they can't kill anyone because they might be a noob or they might just suck at the yeah. game. Like, relax, wait for the next round and just go again. And if you if you really get in that mad Take a break. Play a different game. Maybe yeah. that one's not for you. Please walk away. Video games are for fun. Yeah. Like, amateur hour, we are the amateur hour because we try a lot of new things and we're amateurs. So we're not those people that get into a Call of Duty match and we have, um, we're on Twitch with how many people watching us and we're getting so many kills per second because we're so good. No, we're chill. We, <laughs> we are genuine just... Log on. Oh shit, Justin, you killed me four times. I can't get a kill. I might like joke and be like, dude, I'm going to kill you. But I mean, talking about the video game, and then I might die again. <laughs> but these guys are like, all of a sudden, you hear on the mic this kid breaking down crying, or you hear a controller get yeah. smashed up against a wall. Like, and relax. it's like, is there a line? But at the same token, let me tell you, I do laugh at those kids. <laughs> I, I, I laugh at them all the time because I'm like, I've never been this way. How? I would, Are you guys? I would say though, with with the introduction of like multiplayer and online multiplayer and technology and stuff, you had the introduction of people being complete jackholes, where they come in and they're just. I I mean I was one of those people that if I seen a kid raging because I kept killing him with a particular gun and he deemed it as newbie. And for those of you who don't know what newbie is, that means new at the game, not quite well. Okay, going back oh, to the... If, if you want to go back to the GTA days when everyone was playing GTA Five online, if I saw a noob in that game, your ass is getting shot. Yeah, it's fun. Like, over and over and, and over. And it's funny, and you're going to tease them, and you're going to teabag them. And those of you for who don't know what teabagging and, is... <laughs> I'm kidding. And in the beginning, you would shoot them three times, and then you get in your car, and you drive away, and you go pick on someone else. It's Grand Theft Auto. But That's now, the point of the game. Now multiplayer is, you know, it's about being the best, and it's not fun. I don't know. I don't think it's it's fun. And my question is, too, like going back to our original topic of, you know, cooperative games and where they've gone, I would I would say well, that... I, I think that's why they're disappearing, because everyone wants to be the best at a game. Everyone wants to be yeah, top but like, of the leaderboard. But if you're in co-op, how are you going to be at the top of the leaderboard? And then here's my other beef with cooperative games nowadays, too. If there's few, there's very few, and then they focus on just shoot 'em ups which is fine, but then... Where's the story aspect? The stories suck in now cooperative games. I would say the latest co-op game that might have been the best was probably Far Cry 5. Oh, yeah. Because I played you, a bit of that one. You could actually follow the story exactly how you would in single player and still get the, the full story. Yeah. They put time into that, and that game was really good. One of my... And, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're fine. One of my favorite cooperative games had to be, too, um, Dead Space. I don't know if you. I don't think you ever played the that Dead one Space I've never game. played. But that game, let me tell you, 
it scared me. <laughs> it was a it's Dead Space is a horror game. Mm-hmm. I, I just explain it to Tyler and for view you know listeners actually who don't know. Um, Dead Space is a, a space horror game about these aliens that take over uh, dead bodies called necromorphs, and they go and attack you. And you're an engineer, and you're trying to, uh, de- you know, kill these obviously enemy types and creatures, and put a stop to uh, this. It, it was a beautiful storyline. Also, I mean, the it was about this character. His name's Isaac, and he's going after his wife to uh, see what happened to her because she was off on a mining ship and. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for there. I would suggest you guys getting into it. But eventually when it came to the third, um, you know, and it shouldn't have been final conclusion. Thanks, EA, for destroying visceral games. That's horrible. I'm, I mean that sarcastically. So um, it, that game was amazing because the whole game was cooperative. And you were in the story the whole time. It wasn't not like you, you're other, the second player character had um, genuine, uh, what's that called, dialogue with the main character. And if you played it in cooperative, you'd see a whole different game that you've never saw in single player. So I could play in the single player, and then I could play cooperative, but now I have much more dialogue that I wouldn't have gotten in a single player game. Right. And I have to say that I miss. And that was like when, like 2012, 13, around there? Right. It, that's genuinely, I, I think that's that's horrible that they don't have that anymore. When we made the jump, the original, the, uh, not the original Xbox, the first Xbox One that came out, it was a decent jump in graphics, but it was a big jump in CPU performance, for consoles anyway. And it opened up a lot of open world games, and it opened up a lot of... Um, storyline ability because you could have more processing at the time so the games were just generally better and we had a few of the co-op games come out that were really good but then when everyone starts shifting towards the first person shooters and just for competitive reasons it all started dying and now we just went to a huge step justin over here he's still on console yes and i went for PC, which it's, uh, it's 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 too expensive, but man, when you play in 4K at 90 frames no, per second, no, I I have to agree. Yeah, I had a friend. She was like, "You're you're get on there the superior race, and that is PC, because you're unlocking unlimited, almost graphics, your own customized graphics, your own, uh, you know, how fast you want to you want a fast console to mm-hmm. get a PC. I would agree to that, but let me tell you about platform and like console it's super easy to do (laughs) pc is just as easy i don't need files i don't need um you know i just want to put in a game i don't want to click clack nothing Uh, yeah that's an old i don't know if you're you're telling me it's it's hard you open up steam everyone knows how to turn on 65 (laughs) (laughs) everyone knows how to turn on a computer now and then you can open up steam once you get into Steam, you can use your Xbox controller, and you can control it just like a console. And when you're in-game, you don't have to use keyboard and mouse. I mean, that's true. I, people tell me that I am, like, a far behind everyone else on PC because I still sit on my couch with an Xbox controller. But I'm not the competitive guy. I am a couch player, and I'm relaxed, and I'm there to enjoy the game. I am not there to 
move my hands as fast as I can. And yeah, try I'm, to keep up I'm with not everyone. for keyboards. Not, not doing that. Keyboards is like, listen, I'm not writing a paper. I'm playing a video game. <laughs> you know, I sticky keys. What? I don't. I don't get it. Okay, I don't want to hit my number lock by accident and start googling uh, kill them all. For those of you who are afraid of shooting, <laughs> but you know, I that's why I don't. I don't. When I would always hear about PC, all I heard was the you know you have a yeah you have your keyboard and your mouse, and you're um, gonna love it. And I'm just like, no, that's not for me. On PC, if you're using Steam, there is a mode called Big Picture Mode, and it makes it turn into a console where it's made to work with your controller. Whether you're using an Xbox One controller, you can use PS4 controller, or if you want to buy, um, Steam makes a controller, or, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of different controllers. You can use whatever controller you want. But the point is, you can make it work like a console, and then when you get into the game, as long as the game supports controllers, which most games do, you can keep on playing just like are you on a console. But the difference yeah. is, my computer versus... Justin's Xbox, which is his, superior. <laughs> he says he has an Xbox One S that plays 4K how it how it advertised. But let's face it, at most you're getting like 1440p, and it might be getting upscaled. You know what? I don't even know what that means. Okay, I don't need it. Your, your, your resolution <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't um, even need. It. I don't know what it means. <laughs> you, you, you don't need it. I, I can play most of my video games at 30 frames per second in 720p. And you are talking about like when flat screens first came out, when they all just sucked. Yeah, and they mine were don't made. know the difference. Right. <laughs> but when I plug into my 4K 55-inch TV, and yes, it only does 60 frames per second, but that's more than enough. I have a 1080 Ti graphics card and a i7 processor, 16 gigs of RAM. It's... It's a higher-end gaming computer, but we are so far advanced right now where you can actually get a lot more performance than what I have. But mine is more than good enough. And one of my favorite games currently, well, it's been for a long time, was Fallout 4. And I bought it when the Xbox One first version came out. Fallout 76, go to hell. Sorry to interrupt. Fallout 76... (laughs) Totally let me down. Listen, I was interested in that game. I was even telling you I wanted to pre-order it so I could play it with you. And I, then it no, what you're gonna tell me that there's no uh, CPU, like no like any dialogue or anything that you, any interaction, the storyline, which what people like. This the storyline. There there is story. There's open world. There's a whole bunch of stuff you yeah, can but do. But it it's an unfinished game. It was yeah, it's a letdown. Garbage. Yeah, it, Beth, I don't get what's up with these big companies nowadays. Like, EA's money hungry. That's but all they want. The last one, Fallout 4. That is one of my was favorite it? games. Yeah. And when they said Fallout 76 was coming out, and they said they were doing co-op, I was like, oh, yeah, my dude. God. This I, is going to be I crapped my pants. game. I did. I was waiting, waiting, waiting. Yes. And then um, Early Access um, came out and they let a few people play and they put up their reviews about it and some said it was good but it needed work and then I was like that's probably because well, everyone new. thought it was a beta they're, it's new they're working on it still obviously it needs work but they were saying some real bad things like it the story sucked there wasn't a whole lot you can do in the game 
it wasn't really anything like the makers said it was going to be. And then they actually released the portion, and I had the um, the collector's edition on pre-order, oh. and I actually oh. I actually canceled my order because of how I had the helmet. Yeah. The metal case. Uh-huh. Um, the carrying bag. The, you mean the the freaking plastic canvas bag that they promised? Yeah. It was supposed to be some crazy canvas bag. Yeah. And I, it turned out being what nylon. It was. I, how much was it? Like almost two hundred. Oh, it was almost like two hundred bucks. I, I, I'm freaking Google that right now. Look that up. I had that on pre-order, and then I'm looking at reviews. Most most games, I don't look at reviews and I don't look at gameplay because I don't want to spoil it. When I turn it on for the first time, I want that to be the first time I've seen that game. But then I started hearing from a couple of other friends that the game was a letdown. It wasn't as good as it should have been, and I'm like, oh, man, I got this on pre-order. I better look into this a little bit. I looked up some gameplay videos, graphics, open world big awesome map really good looking graphics everything looked beautiful in the game but it was missing the game the the co-op part was garbage there wasn't a whole lot of co-op you could do and the storyline if you tried really hard you could get a good story out of it but it wasn't like fallout 4 where whoever you went up to and talked to gave you a different mission or the DLC, I have all the DLC on my PC, and it is a really awesome game. But Fallout 76 didn't have any of that. And then they started saying that they were going to release updates to keep adding to the game. Holy hell, is $220. They never came, right? You never seen any of those updates come. Which one? Oh, they did, but they were still... It was like... It, I mean, it wasn't what it was they trash. promised. It was trash. It wasn't what they promised. I mean, I wouldn't know in detail, obviously, because I wouldn't even touch the game. Let me tell you about if, a game that I was if disappointed. If they released that game after. <laughs> for like 15 or 20 bucks, I would buy it. But if you think I'm paying 60 bucks or the 220 that I had on Bro, a special I think order. On Walmart right now, never. I just seen it's like 16 bucks. <laughs> Nate, well, I, I don't I, I would get it for $10. Lower. I haven't looked at it because I completely lost interest. No, that was one of I'm the, not interested. That was one of the co op games that I was like super looking forward to, and then all of a sudden it died. And that was the last game that I heard of that was supposed to be co op. Yeah, co op uh, like died after. I that mean, game. it's like you had you had. Uh, I mean, Sniper Elite. I don't know if you know what that game is, but mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. I I got Sniper Elite Four. It was interesting. Obviously, Sniper Elite, you're you're in for what you're in for. It's a tactical shooter, um, bat set in World War Two setting. For those of you who don't know, it was a great game. I enjoyed I enjoyed it for what it was. But it, if you wanted not, to go with story, story if yeah, if you wanted to go with story, cheesy voice acting, um, storyline was eh, like eh, it's nothing in depth. Um, I am excited. I would put in uh, for the zombie army. Tri- uh, well, it's not zombie army trilogy, but the zombie army two. I don't know if you know what that game is, but it's pretty much sniper elite with zombies, yeah. and it's amazing. Hardest game I've ever played. I beat it with two people on uh, Triple the Zombies and on the hardest difficulty out there. You know, what, what, that, that's pretty impressive. Um, one of the other good games we played was Gears. Oh, yeah. Gears we had was, fun. Gears was a good one. We had fun. We've played um, it since, I think, the first one. 
a buddy of ours, Junior, too. We mm-hmm. we played with him quite a bit. Junior, we got to talk some shit about him because he was supposed to be here and he's not here. Yeah, so. he's uh, <laughs> he's you know he's got he does what you know most of us you know do. It's called work. <laughs> but oh, yeah. but you know he couldn't make it. He uh, has real life today. I, yeah. I had a day off. Yeah, <laughs> I I wish he was here. I had a day off too. You know. Uh, you know, I haven't started college yet, so... But, yeah, no, like, let's... the Yeah, Gears of War was such a great game. The, the most recent Gears... Gears 4. It was really awesome because they had, um, like, a co-op kind of defense playing option. Yeah. Where you could put, what was it, three people in the map? Three it, or four people? Yeah, I think it was four eventually... I remember we played online quite a bit, though. Okay. I think it was, if anything, almost five-player co-op. Well, you started out... Yeah, it was five for the wave mode. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Well, you started out with, like, a basic gun. And you had a few kind of, like, alien creatures that you had to kill and defend off your little post yeah, that you had to set up. And then the more you killed, the more you leveled up. The waves got harder and harder. But you could also get bigger, stronger weapons. You could set up barriers to keep holding them back you you know the harder it got the more stuff it gave you to play with and that kind of co-op it we weren't versing each other yeah we couldn't get mad at each other it was more of a positive environment yeah and there's nothing that i have against versing each other but the more we verse each other in multiplayer i think that's where all the bad's coming from because it's like oh you killed me now i hate you yeah i i I like the togetherness like i said i'm i'm a social person and i like to sit there and i've always been that way as a kid i mean i even back when we played like after a while of playing multiplayer games you and i would be like i you could probably tell that i would get annoyed after a while Mm -hmm. if i died a lot or whatever but then when we played a co-op game i never was upset at you i was like happiest person alive (laughs) but you know even if i killed you a million times and you got upset you you were nowhere near Oh, How yeah, with, with kids now today. No, I'll just be but upset. Like, it was like you would be upset because I killed you ten times in a row, and then all of a sudden you snuck up behind me and got a headshot and killed me, and all of a sudden you were like the happiest person in the world. Gears of War but was like, amazing. I can't any, anyone, <laughs> anyone acts like that. Yeah. But what I mean is like so you're I, Call of Duty or GTA Five or um, Fortnite. I, I don't know any... I don't know a whole bunch of titles. I just play the games and I have fun. When you kill this kid ten times in a row, and then he starts making like these just off-the-wall threats to you, like, oh, I'm going to come kill your family. I'm going to cuss you out as hard as I can. I'm going to keep on screaming. I'm going to break stuff and throw stuff. (laughs) And then, yeah, some of them just literally, like, break out and start crying, and then they start talking about, like, suicide and stuff. Like, guys, it's a video game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like no it's part of me wants to see someone get that upset. I want it when I when I get online and play, I want to have fun with the people online. I don't want to piss them off. GTA I don't want to make fun. them have bad things. I would like I'm sorry to, you know, go back, but like GTA was a fun game. Mm-hmm. The co-op was cool, but let me tell you, like the the monetization that they used to get for that game. Like well, when see, it GTA came to was a co-op and against yeah, the other ones but yeah, GTA you could do missions with yeah, your buddy, but at the same time you were in the world with a bunch of other people. But it took doing trying to do missions with their buddy, and if you guys clashed or something, I could kill this kid and their buddy to get him out of my way. But then I'm here playing with Justin on at his house, and we could keep on moving forward 
But sometimes those other people, like, they would just come by and kill you ten times in a row just because you killed yeah. them once just so you can't do whatever Yeah, and doing. then it became a spam fest, and I would have to play unfriendly, mm-hmm. you know. But here's it, the thing. It got to the point where I had to launch private sessions that weren't allowed yeah, for public that's all i did because <laughs> it got so annoying yeah because me we're trying to complete the game do the story do all the missions make money or whatever in the game but then you know actually trying to get places and accomplish other people they're just like ha you died okay i'm gonna wait for you to respawn i'm just gonna kill you again and by the time you respawn and by the time you bring your weapons wheel up and get a gun out, this guy already got another headshot on you and you can't even play. Like, it's, it makes you feel like it's yeah. not even worth logging into the server. But anymore. I also hated, like, how long of a grind it took for me to get a car. Like, mm-hmm. it was such a long grind. It made you want to buy the packs where you can get a million dollars for, like, what, 10 bucks, 12 bucks? Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. I did not enjoy that i it, it bored it, it bored me after a while i'm not yeah. gonna lie when we stepped back to the 360 days when gta came out we played so much where i was what what was i like a like a 220 or something yeah my rank high. was stupid high. mine was low mine and was low <laughs> i never bought any of those shark cards or anything the money that i actually made in the game was from me doing general and yeah, like garbage card <laughs> yeah just just playing yeah. the game i actually got everything i was um up to something stupid like a billion dollars but then when the xbox one came out i was like the game died off it got boring and then Xbox One came out, and yeah, every, a whole bunch of people started playing again. But it didn't feel like the same game anymore. When we were talking about co-op, there was a recent co-op game, uh, Anthem. I don't know if you heard about that one. Another letdown, by the way. I it was by Bioware. Um, amazing guys. Let me tell you, I love them. If you allow them to be creative. But if you're EA and you're pushing a timeline like they did on Anthem... They're going to put up garbage. And that's what they did. I They made the Mass Effect games. I don't know if you're aware of those games. They're RPG kind of central video games that it's sci-fi. Beautiful, amazing. I know amazing. you showed me those games yeah, in the yeah. past, but I've never spent more than five minutes on a Mass Effect game. Let me tell you, it's amazing. I have looked at a few videos and... You're not They're, they're like an open okay. world. Yeah, yeah. It's like an open world RPG. Yeah. So... Graphics and everything looked really good. Um, I don't know anything about the stories. I don't know any background. It was good, game. but like the so when they were trying a new venture of this game Anthem that they had, what seven years back I believe, mm-hmm. they put it out and it was such garbage. Again, lack of story. Uh, cooperative was just a bunch of shoot 'em up, which was fun, but then you, there's no. They had awesome customization. But they didn't. They only gave you like one set of armor per. Like you had different character slots, so you had, you could be a jab or, or a, what's that called, a ranger, mm-hmm. and that's like an in between of powers. You had a storm, and he'd have electric like electricity powers and the power of ice and fire. Like he had such cool powers, but they just they dropped the ball in that game, and it really really pissed me off. I was so on like just so upset by that game, and again. So is co-op dead, and is it dying? I hope not. I don't we think have it's technology. Dead. I like, don't think it's dead because technology is getting too big for it to die. And we do have Gears Five coming out soon, so I'll, Gears Five. That it's going to be cooperative still, and 
That's what, a couch player I have. I with have what loved. they did with the fourth one, mm-hmm. if they let down Gears 5, I'll be so disappointed yeah. because Gears 4 was one of my favorite co-ops. One thing that I would have to critique about Gears of War is that, like, it was... I mean, I know you don't want Gears of War to end, but, like, they... Uh, they read it like they kind of rehash the story. Yeah, They're they stretch. There you go. Bit. Um, and I think they could spend a little bit more time with the uh, mechanics of the game because I will say a lot of glitches were going on in that game where you'd get stuck on rocks or yeah. if you were both trying to go through like a door at the same time, it would like throw one of you back. I noticed funny. a few of those. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we I, we did it to each other just to be a dick like a lot, a bunch of times. But I will say when you're falling through certain parts of the map or when you're in one of the weird storms and your screen's kind of glitching out, like... They need to put a little bit more work into those kind of things. But I'm sure but they updated it. I it's been well, a while right. since we played. But for the disclaimer. co-op, like they did it right. It was the right. co-op yeah. was done well. The, the story, story was done well, and yeah. that's what we need more of. Yes. Yeah, so please, any sort of developers, if you ever one day listen to us, change that. We need more cooperative games. Be right. more unique. Make it split screen if you can. Why? I get everyone has online, but just make it both. Make it split screen. Make it online as well. There's nothing wrong with that. I, and if you're going to – that's another thing, again, I would pick well, at least just one more time for this topic is that, you know, we have this technology. And, okay, if we're not going to play split screen, then give me a good online cooperative game. If not, then, you know, whatever. As In regards to multiplayer, I mean, same old, same old. Multiplayer is fine. I, I don't have any mm. quarrels with multiplayer. I like multiplayer games. I hated Battle Royale games, if I, I'm going to put that out there. Battle Royale games <laughs> That are, was such an annoying fad. I, Battle Royale games are what started all the obsession over just being the best player, and I think that's where a lot of the anger came out. I don't know. Think about it. You're in a world with 100 people. You made it down to five, and you're, like, super into this game, and you're only 12 years old. And then all of a sudden you get killed. Now you're mad at the world. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, it, that but was. You just don't have that in yeah. co-op games, it was, or it was or horrible. Or like Call of Duty wasn't ever that bad because you can respawn. Yeah, it was. And let's it, say you killed me, and I was like, well, I, I got my revenge because when I respawned, I, I knifed you in the back or something. Yeah. You didn't know I was there. But it still became toxic, battle, though. It's it is. Yeah. But the battle royale games—they're just—they're. Yeah, you're done. I don't you're know done. If it's the. It's like a big search and what? destroy, like yeah. from Call of Duty. Like, you're dead. You're dead. Now you have to get into a new lobby, load back in, collect all this loot. And I mean, it's it's a cool idea. I tell you, I like PUBG. PUBG was cool, for the most part. I like. I believe it or not, and I know most of the listeners, you know, especially if you're gamers, you're gonna probably be upset with this, but. I liked PUBG Mobile, okay? It was fun. It well, was an awesome mobile game. Like, a lot of people said PUBG Mobile worked better than the actual game. Yeah, it was ran smoother. I've never played it. Well, we but should that play was, it. But that was one of the <laughs> things that I've heard about PUBG, and I've, I've played PUBG. Um, PUBG, it was, it was very jumpy. Your frame rates were all over the place. Yeah. The game was not optimized. Sometimes the game would take like maybe 20 minutes for it to load in. 
Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't see a house. Like one time I got stuck in a wall and it was just my head and my character, you know, sorry to be, you know, like this way, but he was naked. He was sitting there, you know, you could choose where he just has the underwear on. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking to get armor, and the dude's stuck in a wall naked waiting for someone to murder him. And, like, tell me why when we play video games that when we want to die in a game, you can never die. Oh, it's, it's so terrible. It's like, uh, it's like you know, insert cheat god mode, and then now, because you, you said you want to die. Yeah, you used to be able to pull out your phone and then pick this option to do suicide. Can you still do that? In some games, not all games. That's the thing. I know that was in GTA. And then, like, it's still in it. I like Call of Duty the other day. I was I was playing with, or no, I was actually Payday Two. Uh, it's a heist game again. For those of you who don't know, um, great game. But let me tell you that I could not at all, okay, die when I wanted to die. I'm just like, because I glitched in the game picking up a loot bag, which is like you pick up bags of money and obviously you try and run. And no, I'm not going to rob a bank, mom. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. I, I would say <laughs> Just Cause 3 was one of those games yeah, where you would get to a point where like either you got lost on the map or you completed a mission and you just want to die so you can <laughs> respawn in like an actual populated city or you just want to die so you can respawn somewhere else because you like you you're up on top of the, the map's huge you're up on top of a mountain you're like what am i doing i don't know what to do i, I got bored but then you can throw yourself off a damn cliff and for some reason your guy bounces like a rag down and he stands back up and you're like what the Come on. But let me tell you, you said that's so funny. For, obviously, you you know, the listeners can't see, but, like, you look so serious. You're like, you just want to die? And I'm like, okay. Well, I, I mean, you, you're sitting there in a the game. You are trying harder to kill yourself than you were trying to stay alive during I'm pretty the fight, sure. And you, you know, can't die. But when you were in the fight... One bullet would have killed Let you. Let me tell you, reason. if you played Fallout 6, I'm sure you just wanted to die. <laughs> but, but let me, let you know, I wanted for, you know, you listeners out there, we did not introduce our sort of, like, relationship that we've had. So this is my buddy Tyler. I've been friends with him since, oh, gosh, dude, since fourth, fourth grade. grade. Yeah. yeah, Jinx, see? <laughs> since fourth, how did we meet? I Okay, this is my earliest memory of... When we I first met, like I remember, we're on a field trip mm. at some stupid farm or something. It was like I I don't know if it was like a nineteen twelve farm or whatever, but it we're was, walking it was around. Some kind of recess. Was it recess? Well, it, it was like a break yeah. field trip or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always messing around, and for for some reason, with me and my friends, I would like come up to them and just kind of like shove one of them. Just to like let them know I was there, and then they would turn around and like shove me back, and then we'd start laughing at each other. Well, for some reason, I saw Justin, and I just like slammed you up against the wall. <laughs> I mean, we're we're fourth graders, and this this guy turned right around and just like looked at me and like, what the hell? And he, and then he just like shoved me back, and I'm like, yeah, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> and thus the story begins. I mean, now we're I'm I'm 22, and you're. 24. 24, you know, and like that's years of friendship that we have between us. So, yeah, you know what? We have conversations and, you know, it's kind of a reason why we started this podcast is like we're into the same things. 
you know, uh, I we have some stories. Maybe we'll tell some honestly either in this later in the segment or um, perhaps uh, next week's podcast. I'm going to say next week because hopefully we record a podcast next week. Man, we have a lot of stories, a lot of history. So, But that's why we created this podcast. Actually, let me gear this towards the listeners for a moment. Do you guys feel co-op games are going to die? Or do you feel that there would be an increase in popularity in co-op? I would like for you guys to comment either on our Instagram or you can go over to our Twitter um, our Instagram handle is the Amateur Hour uh, underscore, obviously, and our Twitter uh, is uh, at the Amateur Hour underscore as well. So you know, give us give us a shout out. Let let us know. Do you believe cooperative games are dying, or is that going to be uh, rebooted? Is it going to be a thing that we all love again? So anyway, going back to where we kind of want this podcast to go. It's it's conversation. It's we yeah. talk about anything and everything. Yeah. So clearly, our our focus is gaming. That's that's one of our things that we do best. Yeah, because it's our it's, that we it's like to have a yeah, lot of fun it's our with. hobby. But the podcast here, the audience that we want to try to attract is the audience that just wants to generally talk, have a little bit of fun. Yeah. So if there's a subject you want us to bring up, put it in the comments. Let us know about it. Yeah. Please um, don't be afraid. Whatever. Hey, you want us to talk about makeup? Let me tell you, I will not because I know nothing about it. <laughs> um, tell your friends about us. Let them know if there's anything you'd like for us to talk about. Um, again, we're open to talk about anything. Some days it's going to be gaming. Some days it's going to be movies. Some days it's going to be a serious topic. Of uh, like again, for instance, like I did mention uh, briefly that you know it's not cool that you know that nowadays the government's trying to shift gun violence on video games because violent video games create gun violence no does it create some form of i believe uh, a hyperactive sort of disability it can because you're firing so many neurons and as it goes on the science could go on i'm not going to state the science but i'm just going to at least talk based on opinion and that's another thing we will bring up opinions and it's just opinions. I mean, we can talk about that. There's no right or wrong. All the time, too. Because I I have a little brother that we we try to do it, you know, once a week if we can. But he'll bring his computer over and we'll play some games. But I've told him and I've told my other little cousins as well, if we're going to play this game and you're going to start saying f this or i'm yeah. gonna kill you he or does get quite angry <laughs> he, gets, he gets very angry but i gotta be like yo if you're gonna act like that then we need to shut the game off and calm down that's, yeah because then how are you having fun again not gonna tell anyone how to parent but you have to know when to let go settle down yeah and that's what i do for my brother i mean and, and if you're a teen you you yourself have to regulate yourself because mm-hmm. obviously if you're dying a lot, how's that fun? Tell me, or not not that you're dying a lot, but like if you're angry at the other person, how are you having fun? Can you explain to me while well, you're screaming with your little baby veins coming out your head? Yeah, and, <laughs> and I'll be honest, we'll be in a game and he'll be playing and he'll start getting a little bit mad and I'll have a little bit of fun with that. Yeah. But then he'll get a you really good shot you on tease. me for something <laughs> and I'll be like, listen here, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll we'll get into it. But when the game's over, we don't hate each other or we don't go off the deep end or nothing. We just start up another match or play a different game like it never even happened. Yeah. I mean, I had cousins like that as well. I'm like, well, if you're not going to have fun with the game, 
you then you you shouldn't play the game. Just don't play the game. There's it's a, not worth it. There's another cheesy game we play all the time, and it's, it's I don't even know how we play it for such a long time either because it's not even like a multiplayer game. We literally have two computers where he's playing it on his own, and I'm in the same room, and I'm playing it on my computer. Uh, the game is Beam NG Drive. It's a, it's a driving physics game. It's more like a simulator than anything. Yeah. It just has, like, realistic crashing physics and realistic uh, driving yeah, so controls and everything. And But what we've been doing, or, or my most recent thing that we did, you can take every car and beam, and you can strip it down to nothing. And you can literally build them from the ground up with, like, performance parts or stock parts. Or you can do stupid things like you can put bicycle wheels on a on a car for some stupid reason. You can do a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. There's like a million mods. Almost if, like a sandbox. If you know right? BeamNG, then you know what I'm talking about. You know what the game is. But so we stripped down every car, and so far we've been um, building one car at a time. And we'll build like a race car, or we'll build like a, just a regular uh, like a derby car or a crappy car. And we just, like, bring up a scenario where it's either drag racing them or racing around the track. And we'll get our times. And there's been times where I just straight up, like, reached over and just grabbed his controller and swerved <coughs> him into a wall or something just to watch his car crash and roll. Because, one, the game physics is pretty so realistic that it looks like you're actually crashing a real yeah. car. It's, it's cool to watch. But other times it's just because he got a second faster than me in a drag race. I'm like, no, not happening. Let me I'm tell you. I'm going to make you crash. I, I enjoy <laughs> that game. That game's fun. Not because I know cars or I'm a big car buff. Let me tell you guys. I, I'm I not. will say. But it's Demon fun G to crash. <laughs> is, is a, it's, it's a dead, simple game. It, sometimes I feel like it's just so stupid. <laughs> but when I grab the controller and I've crashed a car a hundred times. It's funny. I don't. I don't know why, but I just do it 101 times. After that, I can't put the controller <laughs> down. It's one of them I games. I think we've sat for, and this this may be sad, but we've sat for like two hours crashing a car, me and Tyler here, and I mean, we just had fun. We were laughing. Me and my brother, we actually built a a racing sim. Um, I got a Logitech steering wheel and pedals, and it has a five speed shifter and everything. Yeah, please. Uh... And um, when you set that set up in front of the 55 inch tv and the tv's like right in front of the steering wheel like you're looking out the windshield of a car you can play any driving game for hours and just completely forget about time yeah and beam just because it's so realistic when you crash i mean you can crash cars you can race cars around a track you can rock crawl through a weird little course there's a lot of things you can do in that game but when you're actually holding a steering wheel and you're using the pedals and everything, and you got a 55-inch TV in front of you, it's like three hours will go by, and you won't even realize it. Though, those are the kind of games yeah. that co-op games, the, those do that to you a lot. Yeah. Because you get immersed in it. As for single-player, great. And my thing is, too, um, when it comes to console players, mm -hmm. I, I don't think there should be any one superior console, honestly. If you're a gamer, just enjoy all games. I like Xbox One. Another I, good game. I would game prefer. I I like PS4. I think PS4 is fun. 
So stop with the, the, uh, the, there is a feud. There is a feud. Sometimes I'll be on Instagram or I'll be on Twitter and if I'm seeing a feud. If you're a gamer out there, do what you can afford. Yeah. Because everyone knows you can go buy an Xbox or a PlayStation 4 for what, 250 bucks? Yeah. Or 200 bucks? You get it with 150 if you go to like Discreet Player well, uh, well, okay, GameStop or the, something. What's the, what's the one out now, right? The Xbox One X? Yeah. So let's say you got last generation's the One S or the Xbox One. Xbox One X, actually, it's the new Xbox. Okay. Well, whatever. If you get the generation before, it'll still play all the games, and you can get it uh, decently cheap. So, if that's what you want to do to get into gaming, get an Xbox. If you want my opinion, and if you want to be gaming on a yeah, if top you're... level, if you want the best graphics, yeah, if you're, you're all you're about really, the really performance, immersed in there, go for a PC. Yeah, most PC, definitely. You can do. Anything and you want. can make them look so. I'm a big person of uh, what's that called? Um, like looks. I, I there's another word, but I can't half think. Half as much on my PC. If I built a black box PC where you couldn't see any of the parts and just put cheap parts in it. But it's so but, cool because you can see the internals with glass right, or LED my, lights, and it's customizable. Mine's oh water cooled. I got an MSI card with a really cool looking shroud. Um, I got a case with a glass side panel you know everything about my case that it's just as much money went into the looks of that computer than it did for the performance of the computer but there's just something about me when i look into that glass panel i'm like yeah that's computer hardware yeah that's it's beautiful that's, you, you I, I have to kind of tear <laughs> you tear up a bit and, you're like, and, wow. and part of you is like damn i actually built that and then you play on it, and you forget what your computer looks I mean, like because you're looking at the screen. Also, but, it becomes like a trophy because you created it. And yeah. it's like someone walks over, and they're like, show me your internals. And you're like, what? And they're like, the PC. <laughs> and then you show them the PC, and you're like, I built that. And they're like, whoa, tell me about it, even though I don't even understand. Sometimes that's me. <laughs> if you want to join the community and you just want a game, either buy yourself a cheap console. Or go build or go buy a pre-built gaming computer that's just, I don't know, spend 500 bucks on it and you'll get a decent gaming computer. It's going to be better than a console. But, you know, you get what you pay for with gaming. And honestly, you get a really good experience even if all you bought was an Xbox or a PlayStation 4. What's the need for GameStop anymore? GameStop is shit. GameStop is nothing for money now. Yeah, it's nothing but money. You can't turn in games for anything you like. It's annoying as hell. I used to be able to go to GameStop back and get then, a decent amount of money. Back then, yeah. And then they would, if you got a GameStop card, they'd give you a little bit more yeah, because you're, you're on in-store credit. Now, you go and trade in your account or you trade in a game, you don't get and you're anything. just like, well, what the hell? Are you laughing in my face? Like, why would you? Just, I mean, the CD's Plus, yeah. two why, weeks old. Why would I need a hard copy if I could just get it digitally and on sale for like 15 bucks? Right. And that's another thing. You can go on Steam. They have deals all the time for games. You don't have to spend a lot of money on games. Or if you do like CD keys or anything like that for the people that can't spend $60 on a game, you can still get uh, cheaper games and stuff. There's game rental service. There's. Stuff like, um, yeah, you say, got the Xbox, Xbox One Pass now, you know, mm-hmm. if you're on console or the PS4 now, I think it's called, and you get like you're pretty much streaming games, you know, right? And it's free games, you could try it out, and rather than 
buying a game and selling it, you just own the game, and when you stop paying for the subscription, it's over. That's it. That's done. And you don't got to worry about it. But, yeah, I generally do think GameStop will fall. I don't know when, and I don't know how. When GameStop stopped caring about the experience and started caring about money. Do you think if someone else themselves. bought it, it would it could kind of... Uh, nope. Because they were under, I believe, contract with someone else to figure out... Uh, I think someone else was going to buy it, and they were thinking of like rechanging like their model. If the, if the only way GameStop is going to survive is if they go back to an enthusiast or a hobbyist kind of store. Okay. Now they're just a retail store. Yeah. And retail is going to destroy you. Yeah, I disc replay. I think they're coming up and they're going to take out 100%. They're going to take out GameStop. <laughs> disc replay is going down the same path. Yeah. Well, and they they actually are a little bit for the hobby. Yeah, I the... could I mean, you could get movies there too for, you know, uh other than video games and then like the movies are like 4 bucks and oh, you yeah, get some you... classic awesome movies. You can buy real good stuff there for decent prices but their trade-in values or anything like that i'd never get it go go sell it on ebay or something like that yeah ebay and amazon are like the head corporations now the monopolies almost uh buying kind of everything out and uh i mainly amazon (laughs) are you okay with like the idea of like having drones deliver our packages and stuff that I'm completely fine with. I don't like it. Let me tell you why. Because, like, you got a drone flying up there. Wind gust. <laughs> there goes my $35 pencil. It's gone. <laughs> you know, Amazon's carried away. not yours. Well, true. But I don't know. And then, you you know, when you're out there one day and you just want to enjoy the sunshine and you're just saying, like, flying above you, a drone almost attacking you or smacking birds and wildlife like you know like i doubt i i don't know i doubt any of that i just i don't know how good their technology is going to be to even deliver a package to me the as much as i knew about it first of all you can only get an amazon package from a drone if you were close enough to the facility so let's say you were more than five miles away chances are you probably can't get it delivered yeah if the facility's 15 minutes away from you then they can probably fly a drone over to you and deliver it. I mean, if they did that, that would make sense. But I know distance is a big problem, and that's why they haven't done it yet. And another big problem is um, safety and airspace. Yeah, that's what they, uh, that's what I'm saying, like, you know, being eccentric. Uh-huh. But, you know, like, in regards to you're out there, you're trying to enjoy a nice day, and you're just hearing a drone over, and or maybe... Um, they got a plane flying kind of low, and I'm not saying that the drones obviously are going to fly super high, but if they run into something that they're not supposed to run into, that's going to suck. Yeah, I mean, it, there's technology, there's proximity sensors, there's cameras, there's, I don't know, lasers that tell how far away stuff is. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that can fail. There's a lot that can go wrong, but, I mean, that's just why it hasn't happened yet. Because it's not perfected, so you can't have something out there until it's perfect. How do you feel about? Because uh, I've been thinking about this. I know it's a hot topic. Sorry, guys, if you are fans or not fans, but I'm gonna bring it up. Um, how do you feel about you know Spider-Man leaving the MCU? 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That Sony pulling them out, taking them away, taking them back before My even doing a trilogy. Is actually a really big Spider-Man fan, and when we told her about that, she was uh, pretty upset about it. Yeah, I was pissed. Um, <laughs> I like Spider-Man. He's not my favorite, but they all fit together in one big thing. You can't exclude yeah. one superhero. All that storyline, yeah. That's They all fit together at some point, and especially since they put Spider-Man in with one of the Avenger movies. Which one was it? Uh, well, a few actually. Uh, Avengers: Civil War. Uh-huh. Uh We had Avengers: Infinite, uh, Infinity War, and then you had Avengers: Endgame, which was so, very sad. So there you go. You you put Spider Man in those few things, and then made him a part of it, and then you all of a sudden stop his movies or take him out of the loop. Yeah. You you can't bury something that deep in him and oh oh it, it, it yeah. disappeared we forgot about it. Yeah, Spider-Man. like they had a huge arc for him. Like literally his arc from Spider-Man uh Endgame to Spider-Man 2 was him dealing with the death of Tony Stark mm-hmm. and having to um having this uh weight on his shoulders of trying to be the next Tony Stark. Literally uh, Tony's uh assistant Happy who works with Tony was his mentor in Spider-Man Far From Home. And I'm like, how can you just so... You're just going to pretend like it never happened? Like, how do you even write the story for the third one? You left the opening. Yeah, that and Tony Stark, if you've ever... If you watch the movies and you know everything, um, Tony Stark made the... Their main, like, building... Yeah. Their outpost or whatever. Yeah. And Spider-Man is supposed to be in Tony Stark's shoes and kind of not taking over but playing a very big part in that. Yeah. You yeah. can't I mean that, that passing sounds on hard. the mantle. Sounds hard to get rid of if you ask me. Yeah, it doesn't I don't know how it's going to flow, you know. The death of Tony was very big, you know, in my heart too. Love you guys 3000 by the way if you're listening. <laughs> um <laughs> but I was I was depressed when they took him out when I read that. I was like, "Sony, what are you going to do?" I would have faith in Sony. But let me tell you, like, they've so far trashed every Spider-Man. I enjoyed Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. The third one was a bit weird. I I will admit that. But was it good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Of course. It was, like, one of the first Spider-Mans alive. And then they had Andrew Garfield, which then they... Spider-Man 2, let me tell you, it sucked. I'm sorry. Andrew Garfield wasn't horrible, but he wasn't a Peter Parker in my head. As well as, you know, when when it came to Green Goblin, he looked like trash. The only good villain there was Electro. Um, they were setting up the Sinister Six too soon for that, and they screwed up Rhino. So I could go on for hours about that film. But Sony, so far, is, it's been a letdown. The only film that hasn't been a letdown for me, which gives me some hope of Spider-Man entering this Sony Spider-Verse, is Venom. Venom was, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was great. I liked the animated uh, Into the Spider-Verse. I don't know if you've seen that as well. That was um, a good film. I have not seen that one. That That's a very good film. You should check it out. I, I enjoyed it. Well, guys, on that note, I think we should definitely look forward to getting some feedback from you. Let us know about any kind of topics we want to talk about. If you if you guys are into gaming, you want to talk more about a we certain gonna... game or anything, let us know. Let's... Um, let's have another word about our sponsor before we wrap things up. 
Gamer's Den! The Den. Join the Den. Let me tell you about Gamer's Den, Tyler. Do you like games? Do you like I, board games? I do like games. I like board games. I often find myself not being, like, having the people that I want around me playing board games. Like, let's say I'm playing Catan. Not enough people around to play Catan. But let me tell you, Oxford Gamer's Den is probably the place for you. It's because they offer daily events ranging from Magic, Dungeons and Dragons, Warhammer, and Malfox. They also give discounts to participating customers of any related event. They also do tons of card sales as well as booster packs for Magic and other TCGS. They also offer a variety of games for their customers to get a hold of. Board games galore and ever-expanding RPG selections such as D&D, Pathfinder, Vampire, The Masquerade, and Star Wars. They also offer a ton of war games such as Flames of War, 40k, and Malfox. They also have an abundance of accessories for all the customers. Paints for modeling, card sleeves, boxes, and binders as well as playmates. And custom artwork. Can you believe it, Tyler? You get everything you ever want. So come on down. Join the den. I really can't believe it. You guys need to come on down and join the den. Join the den, right? Join the den. Join the den. Alrighty, I hope you guys enjoyed that word from our sponsor. And welcome back. Yes, we had a nice break. I did want to add in, if you guys do want to follow our sponsor, they are on Facebook and Instagram. So be happy, okay? They're trying to please you. And their Instagram handle is at Oxford Gamers Den. That is gamers with a Z. So we're going to squeeze one more topic in. And that last topic will be, do you feel Amazon's going to become a store superpower? Yes and no. Yes and no? And, like, how so? Like, what 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 are their thoughts on that? Amazon's current focus is owning the market share by having the lowest prices um having the lowest prices if they wanted to be let's say a monopoly and overcome everyone they're going to get rid of their own competition and then uh, competition is the reason amazon is in the place that it's in well i I don't feel like they're getting enough competition nowadays i mean especially if they they start like for instance it's I I as I I compared it once before, but I feel like it's almost like a, a Nipsco, which is the electric company out here. That is, and they own all the energy, and they're the ones who dictate uh, prices, and you have no one to compete with them, so there's no one going to drop down prices. I don't know, like that's what I feel like. Yeah, there's there's eBay, right? Um, but I honestly I trust eBay to an extent, and not everyone on there is selling. To my, uh, I guess, bouginess, <laughs> or just at least top not like top notch quality. I don't. I I just don't feel like Amazon has that competitor that's gonna keep driving prices down. I feel like they're gonna get big enough to the point where they don't they don't want to like you know they're not gonna let up on prices. They're gonna get so big headed like all these other bigger companies like a Disney for an example. And they're just not going to want to budge. Websites like eBay, I wouldn't say, are competing very much with Amazon. If you're looking at Macari or Letgo or anything like that, you're looking for people that are selling used goods or 
maybe not used goods, but a market that's more driven by the sellers. Amazon isn't really driven by the sellers. A lot of what's on Amazon can be third-party sales, things that people send to Amazon and Amazon stores them and takes care of selling it for them. But most of Amazon's sales are based on retailers, and retailers could be Walmart, Best Buy, anyone like that. Their goal is to make the shopping experience just as good online than it is where you would be able to go to a store. So they're trying to take over those kind of people. Otherwise, that's basically what happened with Toys R Us. Everyone says Amazon is what ruined Toys R Us. And in some cases it can be true, but the hardest part to overcome for Amazon is when you wanted to go buy a toy for your kid, you went to Toys R Us so you could see your kid's reaction. You could have them pick out the toy. And then it wouldn't be the same experience going on Amazon and having your kid try to find a toy. So they need to overcome a personal, in-person relationship, I should say, rather than an online relationship, which is why I say they're more competition or their higher competition is with retailers that are online. If we went back to kind of like that subject, I, I feel that Toys R Us went down. I don't think it was Amazon as well. Um, I just feel like no one's going to go to one. Who wants to go to Target and then see all these toys where it's conveniently placed? Or I'm just going to, no, I'm going to drive down all the way to Toys R Us, grab an action figure, maybe if you, even if you're a collector, and get the action figure charged like it was a ridiculous price, I remember Toys R Us being. So I could understand why like they fell apart. It scares me with Amazon a bit, you know, because I just want that competitive price matching. Do I love them? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I use them all the time. Are they very convenient and make my life a little bit simpler and I, where I can be a bit more lazy? Sure. But I wouldn't want them to own so much where they feel like they can charge me whatever they want to charge me and I can't say anything about it. Maybe in the future. I mean, we're talking... A long time in the future I can see this happening where Amazon will start getting super greedy right now they have Amazon basics and they have a couple of other premium products like their speaker and stuff that they sell at a premium price like Apple's got their what the Siri speaker yeah I don't know what it actually is called or like the Google kind of Google home they charge ridiculous prices for that because it's a premium product So that kind of thing, Amazon is moving towards, and that does lead me to think that Amazon might be leaning towards other products like like their Amazon Basics. I've seen a lot of those prices slowly start to climb, and if you've ever looked at an Amazon Basics product, it is exactly what the title says. It is basic and cheap. Yeah. But as far as the third-party selling or the general market like let's say you're looking at a computer part or you're looking at some sort of toy as of now amazon usually has the most competitive price for retail now if you're looking at a used item or if you're looking at a pre-owned 
item or something like that or some kind of subscription you're probably going to find a better deal on another website but i feel like that's because it's not their focus yeah um as for what they're focusing on i would say amazon is for now moving in a positive direction but in the future just by what they've done in the past i can see them getting a little bit greedy and that could ruin some of that experience for the buyers yeah that's that's what's scary you know i do enjoy though their idea for like having that for instance that store where you can pick up an item and you just it charges you i believe right that. so they have amazon go stores yeah they're not there's not a whole lot of them out right now but there is a few and from what i saw there was a a grocery store type that you can go to and basically it loads everything onto your account yeah and it knows who you are walking through the store based on the information on your phone that's on the app and it also has your identity and there's a whole bunch of like sensors and barcode readers it's it's all pretty much in the ceiling of the of the store so when you take something off the shelf it recognizes that it's in your hand and it attaches it to the um to your account and then it knows that you bought it and instead of you having to wait in line to purchase that item, yeah. it just, all the sensors and all the technology in there know that you put it in your bag and you have it in your possession. So all you have to do is walk out the store and it either charges your debit card or your bank account, however you have it hooked up to Amazon. Um, that, I do like the idea. The only negative that can come along with that is they don't have employees so they are saving a lot of money, but there is a really big convenience that comes along with that, not waiting in lines, just walking into a store, grabbing something, not talking to anyone, and then just walking out. I can see, and I'm sure there already is, price premiums that are added on to a service that would be anything like that. So let's say for simple numbers, a bottle yeah. of water is a dollar. If you were to go to an Amazon store, I wouldn't be surprised if that bottle was $2. Don't oh, Because you wouldn't have to talk to someone. You wouldn't have to wait in the line. You literally, you go in, grab your bottle of water. You can pop the cap right there, start drinking it, and walk out. Oh, wow. Super convenient. Convenient, but they're, but gonna, they're paying they're, for that now. I wouldn't be surprised if they would start charging you more for that. In the beginning... Their plan was to have the cheapest prices, and their reasoning for having the cheapest prices is because all they're paying is an electric bill. Yeah. No employees. They have stockers, obviously, but no one has to be there doing any kind of customer service. And stockers are very cheap to pay. I can see the prices staying low for a while, but if that picks up at all, they might start charging for that premium. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that's cool. I really admire Amazon's technology. Like I said, their ingenuity is its impeccable. It's awesome. It's great. I think that would be really cool. I wish Walmart would invest in something like that or any other store. Um, how that co combats theft, I don't know. <laughs> well, everything you're doing is on camera. Yeah. I mean, like any piece of technology, I'm sure there's a way around something there. Yeah. But... Everything from what I've 
researched and from what I know about it, there's sensors in the shelves that know how much of a certain product is on the shelf. There's sensors in the ceilings that are looking down at the customers in the store. It has all your information on your account. So when you walk in there with your phone or if it has um, your identity attached to the account, yeah, the system's going to do like facial recognition or they scan your phone. I don't know how they do it, but somehow they figure out that it's you. And then all they really have to do is know that you're standing here in the store. And now that shelf is missing one water bottle. It must have gone in your bag. Yeah. So then the account charges it. I do know that they have had mischarges. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about that in my head. I was like... They, yeah, they have had that. They drop a, a bread and they get charged for it? Is that... Right. Um, and what I've seen is you can either call Amazon up and say, I was charged for this at your store, but I didn't have it in the bag. And a lot of times they say, okay, well, we'll look into it and... If a real person's looking at the camera work and they find you and they find the items, and they're like, oh, so they didn't grab that. Okay, we'll refund them the money. I don't know how long that process takes. Or there's also something in the app that I was told about where you can submit the items that you have. And if you took the wrong item, you can say, oh, no, I didn't take that in the app. And then I would assume it'd go through kind of the same process where someone would physically have to go and look. Okay. So it's, they have that figured out, how reliable it is and how truthful Amazon is about yeah. it, I guess would depend on the person doing it. Yeah, and talking about truth, do you feel like, I, part of me, another, I think, I guess, semi-fear, it's not a big fear of mine, right? But stepping into our privacy as individuals and Amazon, like, let's say they're getting into all this tech, like the Amazon Echo or... I mean, now they're going to be watching you at their supermarkets if they're there. Um, how do you, I don't know, how do you feel about it? Is that, like, going to be an issue, do you think, or, like, a big topic for us? For me personally, I have nothing to hide. I don't care what they know about me. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I do find annoying is the ads. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I, yeah. I mean, Google does this, too. I, I, everyone probably, everyone mostly does it. Well, yeah, we're kind when of. When you're on Amazon, and all of a sudden you find ads on the side of your page for stuff that you were talking about to about your mom, whether it's some kind of dog toy or some kind of other product, and you open up your Amazon app or something, and it's just kind of there. Like, you never searched for it, but you talked about it, and you were like, oh, I have an Amazon Alexa. It must have heard me. That's creepy as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's in some cases, like let's say you were having a conversation, like, oh, I can't find this product. And then they, like, oh, keywords found out about you were looking for um, some piece of jewelry or a certain dog toy, and then it conveniently pops up on your Amazon page. I can see that being helpful, but how much of the conversation was used? Yeah. I don't like that part, but honestly, if you're having a sensitive conversation and you're near an Echo Dot or an Amazon Alexa thing or a Google, whatever, um, you should be being mindful of that yourself because 
if you read everything that you're going through when you agree to terms and services, it tells you exactly what's going on. So you can't say, oh, they recorded me without my permission because you checked the box. So if you bought the dot, they have everything there. It's not Amazon's fault that you didn't read it and check the dot and gave them permission. Is some of it possibly misused? Maybe. I don't know anything about it. But for me personally, and someone else might feel differently, I just really don't care. If you want to record what I'm saying, I mean... I didn't murder someone last night, and then they're going to, like, get the evidence. Are you sure? <laughs> this or, is the video games, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, or it's not like I have a secret location that I'm hiding some top secret tech or something, and yeah. I don't want people to find out. Like, I don't have any of that kind of thing to hide. So It's just insane, you know, like, the line of privacy for some Because some people, like... I guess, you know, if they're talking about cats and dogs, like, they just want to keep it, in, you know, between themselves. I, I will say, if I am having a certain conversation, like, let's say there's some family problems. Yeah. Um, depression issues or, I don't know, maybe private talking between you and your girlfriend, you and your wife or whatever. Yeah. If I seen some kind of product, like antidepressant pills or weird sex toy or something that popped up on my Amazon page, <laughs> yeah. that's going to irritate me. Yeah, it's because, going to be strange. Because, you know, what What if my brother or someone came over or one of my other friends came over and they're like, oh, dude, I found this awesome product. Let me show you. And they pull up Amazon or they pull up Google and all of a sudden that pops up in their face. Yeah. And then I'm going to get questioned or something like that. Yeah, then you kind that, of come off as the weirdo of the, that's, the story. That's what I don't like. So not that that's hiding anything. Not that Amazon or Google did anything wrong by like, oh, here's this product that might actually help. Like, okay, it might have. But you can't control when it is and when it's not going to pop up. And you can't control what they hear and what they can't. And another, you know, like, and who's listening to this? Like, that's my question. <laughs> is it some creep? Is it uh, an AI listening um, to this? Is it like the, some dude sitting there like, oh, yeah, he's talking about feet? <laughs> from my knowledge, it's an AI. AI? It's, an, it's a oh. computer listening for keywords. That's strange. So um, let's say a new movie came out yeah. or a new video game is being released or a new product's being added onto Amazon. Their AI might be listening for the title of that product, the name of the movie. Um, it might be listening for those keywords. So it kind of keeps an eye out. Now, I do know there is development going on where people are actually taking some of these clips oh, and they are we're listening. manually reviewing it? Well, they're manually reviewing it, and they say it's to improve their AI. So let's say uh-huh. um, we were talking about dog toys. Yeah. And my Amazon page brought up a whole bunch of cat toys, and I might be a person that hates cats. <laughs> okay, so Amazon would be like, well, shoot, they were talking about dog toys. Why would our AI show them cat toys? So they're going to want to um, – they're going to want to – try to fix that, try to make that better for the customer. Yes. So they would listen to those audio clips. But if that was a 
private audio clip, something that you might not have wanted someone else to hear, but you forgot that it was on your Amazon dot. Yeah. Then maybe you never found out that somebody heard about that. Maybe you never even knew. But oh, the geez. fact in the back of your mind that you know that someone, someone was hearing may that. be hearing that or it, it 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 could be embarrassment, it could be kind of harmful to your, you know, what how you deal with things on your own. Yeah. But that it's just it depends on the person, it depends on the subject and how sensitive you are to it. Uh, yeah, I I agree, you know. Um that's we're in strange times. But with that we are out of time. It's time for us to head out. Thank you guys for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Again, we are brought to you by Oxford Gamers Den. Join the den. Join the den. Give them give them a shout out. Give them a look. Tell them that we sent you. Please comment and like our Instagram. That's at the amateur hour underscore. Let us know what you thought about the podcast. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And uh, that would be all from us. Thank you and good night. Again, guys, anything goes. Put it in the comments. Let us know. Give us feedback. We want to hear it. Anything and everything. <laughs>